For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Every Saturday from 3 to 6, although this is my last show before Georgia football preempts me on Saturdays. It's great fun. It's a I don't mind at all, but the fact is I am not going to be on air most Saturdays. I will be here October 22nd, which is the bye week. But in that time, I am going to, uh, I hope, with my producer Binkley's fantastic technical help and, Stop uh, it. <laughs> and research skills i'm it's like giving obama the peace prize i'm like setting you up to have to come through for the people to uh produce some do you think like obama came through yeah that was the plan was to force him to come through as a peace president but he wasn't but i'm going to try to put you on the spot and force you to come through as uh someone's going to help me do some off air uh, content for the people while we're uh, all enjoying football all right i'm a tech fan anyway so i don't really have any good football to watch so all right so you're a tech fan you're gonna be my tech man i got it i love it so if anybody wants to hear the content that we're gonna put out you can sign up follow me on twitter at monica perez show or facebook or you can sign up for my blog and get an email with the content in it at monica perez show.com what we're what's happening this week this speaking of offline stuff and uh different ways to get news i am a big fan of doing your own research i think it's been coined as open source investigation and you for me if i hear a story in the mainstream media or a gov- official government narrative of an event. And first of all, so, probably every single time, I've actually written about this and then have examples after I wrote the article of how it works like this now. It didn't work like this before, but there are contradictions in the story. The story changes. Uh, one big thing about mass shootings is that in the beginning, witnesses see a bunch of people and there's APBs out for them. And by the end of the day, there's one shooter. He's been caught. He's the lone wolf. There are just all these official narratives that contradict the evidence. And so I, for one, don't buy into mainstream explanations for uh, for anything. You know, I, I, if the mainstream explanation includes facts and evidence, a consistent narrative that makes sense, I, uh, I'm open to that. But a lot of times I look for alternative resources. I don't even try to create alternative narratives. I just want to look for alternative resources. Are you so saying this, you're alt? <laughs> yes, I guess alt is not, I even have a I have like categories folders of like different news stories. I have alt and then I have alt alt. Alt alt double racist. <laughs> it's not racist. Nothing to do with race. That's the thing. So Hillary's speech this week 
said, uh, painted what she called alt-right as racist. And I never even heard the expression, so I don't know if there's this group out there that hijacked alt and right. Uh, but I know she is promoting it as having the vibe of racism. And what annoyed me about it is that she's, uh, it's, it's a way to get people to distance as far as possible from anything that could be in that category. And I feel like she did it on purpose. And I want to, uh, if I, I want to, in a little bit, I want to tell you about something called cognitive infiltration by Obama's first information czar, Cass Sunstein. But first I want to go to the calls 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to David and Chambly. Hi, David. You're on with Monica. Oh, hi, Monica. Um, yeah, you were mentioning your kids uh, going to your what they were learning at school, and then when I took my daughter to third grade, there was a big sign, and it said, "No place for hate across the top of the school." And this is like the you know the Democrat convention. Their theme was love, and they they um, they do a lot of research into their words and how they affect people and emotionally, and you know focus groups and all that, and they. They've got this dynamic going of the Democrats love and the Republicans hate. And yeah. they, you know, they, it's, it's very, of course, it's disingenuous because at the time they were doing that, they were suppressing the, their own dissenters and their own convention with. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. And have you ever seen, David, have you seen the bumper stickers that spell out, like in characters, F hate? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like F dash dash k hate and i'm like wow so it's like the most hateful possible and you know that they're what they mean by hate haters is just people who disagree with them and i'm not exactly. saying there isn't it some, spills out into yeah. other issues it's like it's an emotion that they think that if you have that emotion it it disqualifies you from commenting on on other on other things when you know it's I mean, you know, there's lots of stuff like in the Bible, hate isn't bad. I mean, it's okay. You're supposed to hate evil. You're supposed to hate, you know, injustice and wrong things. And, you know, that's, it's not, it's just a, an emotion. You hate bad stuff. You love good. You know, it's. Well, that it's, makes it's actually. Language. You're drawing a connection that I hadn't drawn, which is. Uh, something I hate, which is, sub- I know, it's true, subjectivism. I'm just not a subjectivist. I, I'm, I think there is right and wrong, and I think that we, rather than trying to figure out what's really going on in the world, I would much rather spend my life uh, in some kind of spiritual endeavor teasing out the nuances of right and wrong on the margins. Like, that's what all law really is. So the original law is don't touch me or my stuff. But the body of law is about teasing out the margins on that. And for me, there is like that's an objective law. I believe in objective truth. But but that's a problem for that. That is something that doesn't work in this philosophy. And I hadn't uh, drawn the connection, David, with with that. But uh, I think it works that 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 the language is makes every philosophy, every thought Every principle a moving target so that it can be manipulated later. Glittering generalities. Yes, yeah. that is a famous quote. Go yeah, ahead, David. It's, like it, it's okay to hate haters, and so that's, but that's the only thing you can hate is the emotion itself, hate, as well as people who hate. You're, you can hate them, and that doesn't, and that's good, but it, hating, I don't know, it doesn't, it doesn't totally make sense if you think about it too much, but the, the, no, um, it's, it's full of contradictions. There's no question about that. 
as I saw it, like a friend of mine is a big um, you know, Obama fan, and they had, you know, there's all kind of metrics you can look at whether he did great on the economy or terrible on the economy. And there was one that made him look great on the economy. It had a real nice, handsome, smiling picture of Obama. And it says, you know, it was mean income, something is up. And, you know, and it was like, and her comment on the, on the meme was, haters going to hate. So in other words, oh. you know, so in other words, if I was, I couldn't really say to her, well, you know, the the net worth has dropped over right. time, and it's been a slow. The GDP hasn't recovered because it's you know a slower GDP growth, and the national debt is is exploding. That would be hatred, an emotion, well, and she would know that I was wrong because she knows my heart that I'm just hating Obama, you know, and it could be racial. That's the um, genius then, of identity politics, and Hillary's going to have that, too. I mean, she's just going to be able to say that you just think I'm stupid because I'm a woman or whatever. And the fact is, Obama came out as being way more of a socialist than anyone had dared to be before. I mean, after he got elected, the cover of Newsweek was, we're all socialists now. So it couldn't possibly have been uh, that... Well, I mean, it could possibly have been on the margins, but between his radical uh, socialist rhetoric in the beginning and the fact that he won by a landslide in the popular vote makes you think that uh, that that's all just made up. Plenty of people had real, genuine, ideological and philosophical problems with it. Uh, But language can really affect how you respond to... uh, you know, those words, that your emotional reaction, you can shut down and not hear anything. Uh, I'm going to Brian in Atlanta. Hi, Brian, you're on with Monica. Oh, hey, Monica. Um, One thing I haven't heard on the news at all, and maybe you've talked about it, but um, the tax total tax receipts collected by the government, uh, I found some tables online, and I'm sure you got better people that can do research on it, but if you look in 2008, you they collected $1.8 trillion, and this year alone, I believe it's over $3 trillion. and in 2020, it'll be over $4 trillion. So not only have we more than doubled our debt, we've more than doubled our total tax receipts. I don't know why we're not talking about that. I do. You know what source I love for that stuff is called usgovernmentspending.com or whatever, and you can plug in anything there. You can do the spending, you can do the receipts, blah, blah, blah. And I'm always amazed at how actually how small the number is of federal income tax receipts that they get. It's like under two trillion dollars. So all the government, all the governments in this country spend probably seven trillion dollars, which is like mind boggling. It's almost half of all the productivity produced by all the people in the country is spent by the by all the governments. It's amazing. And most of it is just redistributing wealth. But uh, I, I hadn't noticed that trend. But the, the, if you want to talk about that stuff, the national debt, it, it can't, what can we ever do about that? We cannot possibly ever pay that back. That must be on your mind, Brian. Oh, it is. And then when you look at if we collected $3 trillion, right, how are we going to pay this back? I mean, there's absolutely, I, I don't see any scenario under which it ever gets paid back. So we're just... When the interest rates start rising again, we're going to be interest rate slaves. But I don't know if that's a sustainable model. Maybe the maybe the point is actually to enslave us. If you really want to go down the rabbit hole and think about what uh, 
that some of the Zbigniew Brzezinski, for example, said how the East and West would converge. Rockefeller, I believe it was one of the Rockefellers who said you have to kind of de-industrialize or bring down the wealth of the West a little bit because the East will never catch up. So I think suppressing our prosperity, if you think there is a, a grand scheme, which I do, is part of it. Anyway, a little bit off track. Let's get back on track. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. 91, the high tomorrow. Uh, the weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we've been talking about Hillary's speech this week, where she, I think, tries to paint uh, anybody who falls out of line with the establishment, certainly anybody on the right who's not in the establishment camp, as racists. Wondering what you think, 800-WSB-TALK, 404-872-0750, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show, I'm going to Mike and Tucker. Hi, Mike, you're on with Monica. Monica, you rock. Really? Oh, yeah, no doubt about it, girl. Thank you. Okay, uh-oh. I hope, <laughs> I hope we're uh, on the same page. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I mean, we're talking about a lot of scared white folks out there. And, um, I mean, I'm so liberal... I make Obama look like Limbaugh, and, you know, I don't believe marijuana should be legal. I believe it should be mandatory for all Republicans. And every time I look at a truck rally, I'm looking for a, a face of color and nada. So that, that's kind of suspect to me. So, uh, well, and, and, what if you... And, and white, scared white folks, that history goes way back. To the beginning of time, but it was I mean, that—that that was the Democrat thing in the first half. Wouldn't you say until LBJ or whatever that that it was actually, or I don't know when the transition took place. Maybe it was in the 30s, but that that there wasn't necessarily a Democrat Republican thing going way back. Do you? Oh God, scared white folks goes back to the Crusades. That goes back. That goes back to King Richard wanting to cleanse the Holy Land from the infidels. That's where. That's where that conflict started. So, so now we've got you know every new terrorist group: ISIS, Al Jazeera, Al Qaeda. Well, I'll so, I'll I'll tell you this: the 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 terrorism thing, which there is a lot of evidence that. Uh, it's that radical Islam is promoted by, you can call it the military-industrial complex or whatever, name names if you want, but that it's actually a tool for foreign intervention to reshape the Middle East, all that kind of stuff. Do you do you agree with that, Mike, or do you not agree with that? There's a bumper sticker I see that says, war is not the answer. My, my thing to that is war is never the answer. All right, so... But I do, I do agree with you that race is used to convince people that it's true, that you, that you don't understand these other people, they're not like you. If you think about, uh, I mean, these, these, if you think about people who think 9-11 is an inside job, the people who think that's a crazy thought, it's because they cannot imagine uh, 
white Americans doing that. But you can imagine, you know, it, it definitely happened. Somebody did it, right? So it's, yeah. it, you know, to get your mind around who did it, I think it's easier for people to accept, um, you know, that it's that it's people uh, of, the, of an other style. But I believe that both the Democrats and the Republicans use that, actually radicalize Islam on purpose because it is something that people will... Uh, you know, can rally around. It's called the Clash of Civilizations. And Bernard Lewis, Samuel Huntington came out with that idea from the beginning that we needed another dialectic for the 21st century. And if you actually put it in cultural terms, in religious terms, in racial terms, you could get people at each other's throats. So I think that people on both sides of the aisle and all around the world exploit that tension for their own kind of geopolitical purposes. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm just tired of blue-eyed white guys. Does that make me a racist? <laughs> and, I am, and I am one. It, it, I am a blue-eyed white guy, and I'm tired of it. So, I mean, we're worthless. I'm proof of that. Don't say that. If if then you're just speaking in terms of race. Then you've got you know. Don't define it in race. We need to rise above that. Thanks, Mike. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. Or you can tweet at me at Monica Parisha. It got me excited because this would truly be both an adventure and a learning experience. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB Saturdays from 3 to 6. Uh, I am preempted by football. Georgia football, people love it. Totally happy to step aside for that. I'm going to try to put out some uh, extra content for you. If you want to go to my website, MonicaPerezShow.com, sign up for it or follow me on Twitter at Monica Perez Show. I always post or uh, send an email out when I put up new stuff, so that'll be good. My producer, Binkley, here is going to help me both on air right now with some tweets and such much, and also in the off-season. Thank you very much. And such much. And so- <laughs> I think that was from Casablanca. Does anybody recognize that? I think I got that from the movie Casablanca. So that, that's really aging me, right? <laughs> anyway, so... But I've been talking about Hillary's speech this week, and one of the things that came out of her speech, which I didn't expect to come from her, but I did expect for it to come. Last July 2015, I'm talking about a year ago plus... I wrote an article saying that I wondered why Trump was getting this crazy disproportionate amount of media and see if, uh, you know, I just didn't understand it because it was just out of all proportion to anybody else. And, and, and he'd always been laughed off the stage before. I just, it just seemed weird to me. And I wondered because he did come off as uh, extreme even then. That's certainly how he was being painted. I wondered if he was like the Republican version of Elizabeth Warren or Elizabeth Warren will say, have a $22 minimum wage. And then everyone's like, okay, okay, we'll have a $15 minimum wage, except for instead of pulling people towards her, like she does as her role as the Democrat extremist, Trump would be there to draw a reaction that would allow the GOP to go where they want to go, which is also to the left. The establishment GOP. So that was my feeling, that there was a chance that he was really there so the GOP would have an excuse to regroup 
and move to the left, especially after having been batted around by the Ron Paul movement and the Tea Party over the past couple of election cycles. That was my theory. I wanted to see how it rolled out. And lo and behold, I thought it would come from the GOP. I thought Karl Rove would roll out the plan. But I feel like I heard this happening in Hillary's speech this week. Listen to this. You know, my friends, this is a moment of reckoning for every Republican dismayed that the party of Lincoln has become the party of Trump. It's a moment of reckoning for all of us who love our country and believe that America is better than this. Twenty years ago, when Bob Dole accepted the Republican nomination, he pointed to the exits in the convention hall and told any racist in the party to get out. The week after 9-11, George W. Bush went to a mosque and declared for everyone to hear that Muslims love America just as much as I do. In 2008, John McCain told his own supporters that they were wrong about the man he was trying to defeat. Senator McCain made sure they knew Barack Obama, he said, is an American citizen and a decent person. We need that kind of leadership again. I feel like she's boldly announcing the creation of the one party that she's welcoming Republicans who support her uh, in the speech. She talks about how happy she is to have them in her camp. And Paul Wolfowitz came out in support of her this week. He, who is the, I mean, he's a neocon of the highest order, warmongering, cronyistic, uh, World Bank. I mean, it doesn't get more neoconservative than that. And I feel like she is saying we all need to unite against, well, what she called previously the alt-right. And she, but she, the way she, she's focusing on race, 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 but they equate that to immigration, that any debate about immigration is de facto racism. And I personally think that a lot of the, the GOP leadership, uh, if you read some of their articles and stuff, it's... Uh, I think the, the the actually pushing down wages for corporate cronies is part of the reason that they want to have open borders. So I feel like they're you know that that is worth discussing without uh, identifying it as a racial issue. But they want to pose it in race and they want to uh, tighten up the GOP behind Hillary. I guess I don't know. <laughs> you know. Join our party. Everybody's doing it. We will crush the racist. Yeah, that's what it feels like. It feels like they're. Um, like uh, trying to create drones. It really feel it feel when I said the one party thing, like it reminded me of 1984, right? Isn't right. that? So that's just the, it, you, you can identify flags like that all over the place. And some people think, I don't know. I, I was going to say reading too much into it, but I'm going to read you a, a passage. I'm going to take some calls first. I'm going to, did I already say I was going to read this passage and not read it? But I, I'm going to read a passage by Cass Sunstein that is the smoking gun. I actually read a 30 page document on this last night called Conspiracy Theories by Obama's first information czar. And he taught, he, it's actually a blueprint for a conspiracy to suppress conspiracy theories. It's absolutely crazy. And he talks about how they're going to infiltrate uh, gr groups who have uh, uh, alternative viewpoints and put agents in there and um, counter misinformation, not with truth, but with counter misinformation. 
<laughs> so it's just chicanery. Yeah, they just don't. There's no truth is not the op, an option is basically the message. But I'm going to read you the smoking gun. First, let me take some calls. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I am going to Isaac in Atlanta. Hi, Isaac. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. So what, what I'm trying to bring myself in, in this election is that one thing, I'm a Democrat. I'm going to say that right all right. But then also, I also, you know, listen to Republican views. And granted, some of them do have good ideas. Why is it that every time a, a Democrat claims to say that there's a race of, racist Republican, me as an African-American male, I do know racism. I've seen it in my life. I've felt it in my life. So therefore, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a, a proficient in it or that I'm an expert on it, but I've seen it and it still exists in this country. Why is it always racism? Uh, when you go to a Donald Trump, I can pull up five videos of what people say at these rallies uh, to anybody, even the media. And that's not racism. It's, it's, it's blatant racism. I'll tell and, you, Isaac, if you look, this I find this very disturbing. I, And this is part of why I want to read this passage. If you go online, you can find uh, websites that are really extreme, yet uh, uh, racism and anti-Semitism. And and one example is if uh, a lot of the websites that criticize Israel's foreign policy, for example, uh, are just full of anti-Semitic slurs and innuendos. So you really can't even address uh, that issue without it being just awash in offensive stuff. And for me... That extreme, uh, I think that there is a good chance that some of these, some of this movement, if not all of it, is disinformation that's designed to get people, real people, into that group for what they call a dialectic, to set up conflict, and then you can uh, manipulate the outcome. So if you get, so like with the Black Lives Matter, there is a surge in militarizing the police by giving them military equipment that was left over from the Iraq war and other wars, and that was getting a lot of attention. So what happened? All of a sudden, it, got, it became a race issue so that people are, the, the people are divided. Instead of everybody saying, oh, yeah, it's us versus them, we think it's us versus us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's a setup. I think it's real. It happens. It's effective. But I think that instead of making it better, the powers that be on the left and the right in the media, it works for their left right you know paradigm, their Republican Democrat thing to keep it going. And I, I actually think that they do effectively keep it going. Is there any chance of that? Do you can you see that? I, I, I can see what you I can see exactly what you're saying, but just just like me, I'm a thirty eight year old African American male. Now, am I fearful? from never been in trouble in my life, am I fearful from being stopped by police? Yes, I am, because I don't know what the outcome is. Even with the Black Lives Matter, all lives matter, don't get me wrong, but therefore, there has to be, even with this pandering the last couple of weeks, Donald Trump, yes, you say this, you say this about African Americans, you say that and that, nothing positive for one thing. Another thing is that if you want to talk about what's going on in our community, you're not talking about what we actually, what what our, what our actual problems are. 
you were saying that we can go down the street and get shot. Even the despicable tweet this morning about Dwayne Wade's cousin. See, I think that that stuff, I think he's playing a role. See, that's the thing, Isaac. I think that that we are in a much more highly controlled, certainly media environment. Uh, this is the first time that I really think the politics is so far gone that I believe that Trump's a, a, a shill, She's, that he's there to get Hillary elected and that by setting him up as a racist, it's the perfect way to get the vote out for her. I mean, that's how cynical I am. Oh, wow. Well, that, that, that's an interesting... That's yeah, because how's, how... But because he says this stuff that has... That no politician would ever say who actually wanted to get a majority of the votes. No way? <laughs> I'm blowing your mind, Isaac. I can tell. I just blew your mind. It's, it's, it's not that you're blowing my mind. Okay. I, I do understand it, but it's just... Uh, all jokes aside, there's always been an undertone of race in this country. And we, we have to rise above that. You yes. Know, and I, I'm I, saying I, our politicians will never allow us to rise above it. I, I really, truly do. I believe, don't, don't get me wrong now, do I agree with uh, Barack Obama's all his policies and all his procedures? No, I do not. I believe he wanted to do that. But when you have uh, the other side just blocking him in every way, it, it's difficult. Which 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 makes the whole process for everybody difficult. Congress is not Congress is showing it's not doing anything because you're saying no no no, and when a president is trying to push things forward, he looks like he's overstepping his power. So is well, I don't think he was going to be able to solve the problems. I actually think that it's much deeper and more systemic. I think you can go back into the '60s literature when we could have had a real turning point, and you find plans to infiltrate black communities with drugs, with welfare. Uh, If you look at the the litmus test for policies, like corporate policies, they always say, what's the racial impact? Not even the intent. If you look at the racial impact of welfare, the drug war, uh, public education, how can you deny that it's systemically set up to keep the problems going? No one person is going to be able to fix that. I agree. Yeah, but I do think, thank you very much for the call, Isaac. I do really think that if we open our eyes to what's really going on and not fall for, for what I, I believe when I, when I see these sites and stuff are just designed, and what she's saying, what Hillary was saying, I believe was designed to pull people, to further polarize us. And that's the thing. It's their bread and butter to keep us fighting each other because otherwise we'll see that it's them. And and it's not a great leap to say that they take their power and their influence and their money and their institutions and they promote these divisions domestically and internationally that keep them in the driver's seat. Anyway, so light, let, let's... Uh, Try to lighten up a little bit. Binkley, do you have any tweets that maybe can uh, be a little pithy contribution before we cut to a break? Uh, pithy contribution? You, you want something <laughs> light and fun or you want something... Uh, Whatever you got. I, I know. It's hard. I try, but you can't. It's hard. Well, somebody has an interesting thought on Trump here. United We Stand says that Trump is not ideological. He just sees problems he wants to solve. He's been on the buying side of politics, and he, and he knows how to solve problems. I would be okay with that 
analysis except for I, I don't understand then why he says stuff that's divisive like I if you're trying to negotiate a deal among 300 million people or 150 million people how many voters there are or how many he needs 55 million I, I would think that you you build bridges to yes as they say I mean these are not negotiating tactics so I, I, I think at this point the proof is, is in the pudding that he's not just trying to solve problems. He's actually creating some problems. But let's get to more calls after the break. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Broken clouds in the sky. It's 89 outside the studio. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Uh, I am going to Eric in Woodstock. Hi, Eric. You are on with Monica. Uh, Monica, this is Eric. Hi, Eric. I'm calling from Woodstock. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. I love listening to your show, but your comments about Donald Trump, I mean, I I beg to differ with you. Yeah, fine. I I just happen to be, well, I happen to, I intentionally am African-American, but it was done intentionally by my parents, but (laughs) your comments about Donald Trump, I mean, yes. You're just so off. Oh, really? I know your IQ is over a hundred, so I don't know what. What 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 am I? What are you think? What do you think I think? And then tell me why I'm wrong. Why do you think that Donald Trump is because he's talking about race? That it automatically means that he's helping Hillary Clinton. I mean, this man is. It's no way that you really think that Donald Trump is a racist. I just cannot believe that you really believe that. That he's a racist? No, this is what I don't think he's a racist. I think he is acting. I mean, this is how radical my thinking is. And it started over a year ago. It, he came out. He said the thing about um, that the Mexicans, the, the racist thing, but uh, rapists, but they're also some are nice people, whatever. I don't want to misquote him. I'm just saying he said something really provocative up front. And then the next week was this Kate Steinle murder in San Francisco, which the government and the media blamed on an illegal immigrant. It played right into Trump's hands. But that story, when you saw the guy being interviewed, uh, the the immigrant, I mean, the story was absolutely was not what was being reported. It was a very, very bizarre story. I encourage people to look into it. You can go to my website for it, monicaparesho.com. And then the next week, El Chapo escapes from prison, and CNN reports that he's tweeting at Donald Trump, like, oh, I'm, I'm mad at you, or whatever. It was just a crazy setup to launch Donald Trump's campaign in a way that would never have happened uh, before, I mean, it was just bizarre. So I've been operating under the assumption that he is his campaign is there for some other reason than to make him president. And well, you it, know, well, you, it, that's really what I think. Not, not to interrupt, you are right that he is not a word guy. And I think the reason why he's having a problem articulating another view on how conservatives did attract the, the African-American vote, because the way we have been doing it, it hasn't worked. The pandering, and, and I respect, you know, uh, uh, the Bushes, the compassionate conservatism, the outreach. I've never been a big fan of that because it's pandering. But I think what Donald Trump's trying to say to African Americans is that, hey, you know, you are Americans just like everybody else. I, I don't want to be pandering to you, but I see and I hear, I see the complaints, I see the problems, and we need to do something about it because what has been working, what they have been trying to do has not been working. So, yeah, the Republican Party has not done the best job 
and articulating uh, their message so that it appeals to African-Americans. But I think Donald Trump is trying to get our attention. I don't think it's because he's trying to race bait. This man really wants to get results. Now, if you want pandering, if you want to keep things as they are, you can go for Hillary Clinton. I do. I do. I think that he says stuff that plays into her hands. He says stuff, I think, out of both sides of his mouth. So you could read it either way. I actually think that's rather artful. But we can continue this conversation. I hate to cut for a break because I I wanted to hear more. Uh, But uh, we can continue this conversation on Twitter at Monica Perez Show. Be back after this.